0: Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America and outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Greetings to each of you. You know, in this season of Life's Journeys, we have seen people travel to new lands and come face to face with challenging circumstances. In our lesson last week, jo- Jesus met with Nicodemus one night in the city of Jerusalem, and he said to Nicodemus, "Whoever believes in me will have eternal life." Well, when we continue forward into Acts chapter 1 verse 8, we read this: You will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And that's where we want to go. We want to go to the ends of the earth today and in our next few weeks. But today, let's turn in our Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 16. God has directed Paul and Silas to Macedonia. We were called to preach the gospel to them. They set sail from Troas, came to Neapolis, and then they traveled to Philippi. You know, Walt, we went to Philippi. We
1: did. We did. And I love the geography. Actually, Neapolis is the port city of Philippi. And Philippi was the largest Macedonian city in northern Greece. It's along the Aegean Sea, the north end of the Aegean Sea. And Paul's directed. He's going from Turkey into Europe. And he's directed by the Holy Spirit. He's not allowed to continue further into Asia. He has to go into Europe. And this is kind of getting towards the uttermost. I mean, this really is fulfillment of, of of Acts chapter one. And and this is the second missionary journey. He it goes to a Roman colony that operates under Roman law. That'll become important later. And then Paul and Silas remain in Philippi for many days, building and encouraging those who come to faith. But I love as we continue in, in in Acts with this story. Acts sixteen verse thirteen says this: On the Sabbath day, and that day begins at sunset on Friday, it ends at sunset on Saturday. They went outside the gate to the riverside, where they supposed there was a place of prayer. And Paul and Silas sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. And and remember, we always want to ask questions of the text, and and one here would be. Why did they have to go outside the city to the, to the riverside? Well, it seems that there were not 10 Jewish married men that would be required to start a synagogue there in Philippi. And so, so believers, um, believers in, in the Old Testament God Yahweh, they're going outside the city and they go to a place of riverside and, and river um, and water is really, really uh, connected in early Christianity because of the Jewish practice of, of ritual bathing and you you had to go into a mikvah you had to go down into the water and come out because who can go and stand before the lord only him who has clean hands and that's the that's the washing the cleansing and a pure heart that that's your heart attitude going we want to come to god in a pleasing way to him and this leads me to head to heart um it's not necessary to have a building of worship. They didn't have a building. And much of the world, there's plenty of people that all over the world, they'll gather together. They'll gather together, um, under trees. They'll gather together all kinds of places. In homes is probably the most prominent one. And they're not in their own church building, but they, they together are the body of Christ in that place. And, and it's a delight to know, and this gets personal with us, um, we just have found out that we've now had people in 41 countries listening to Walk with God, and, and that's just really exciting to us. So, so greetings and thanks for listening. Was well, the point the text draws our attention to a woman? Now we're going to focus in on a woman. Her name is Lydia, and it's found in verse 14, and she's part of this gathering of women there um, at this wonderful um, riverside there that we've been to. <laughs> she's. She is there. She's not from there. She's from the city of Thyatira, which is actually over in modern-day Turkey. But it says that she's a seller of purple cloth. And, and this is really noted that purple cloth was the most expensive color to produce because scholars believe it may have taken 10,000 crushed shellfish to produce one gram of the costly purple dye. And it says she's a worshiper of God, so we know she's a worshiper of God. She's a businesswoman. She's a businessman woman involved in in lots of activity, and and it's with this rich uh, die.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because right there within two verses, two very short verses, we we learn a, a good bit about this woman. We don't know you know, was she married? We don't hear anything about her husband. Was she a widow? Was she never married? Was she actually a single woman? But as Walt just mentioned, she is a successful businesswoman because of of what she sold, this purple cloth. And we know that she, for some reason, left Thyatira, came across the Aegean Sea, actually just like Paul and Silas did, And she has now established this profitable business in the city of Philippi. And verse 14 tells us she is a God-fearer. She is a Gentile who believed in the God of Israel. You know, while in our lesson preparation, you pointed out um, just some beautiful words at the end of verse 14. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. And it just reminded us, we, we kind of pondered on that a little bit as we talked about what, what did that mean? I mean, she, she was listening intently. She was a seeker. Yeah. You know, we've often talked about seekers, right? And you took us to Luke 24, 32, just in our discussion, the greatest Bible study that was ever taught because it was taught by the resurrected Jesus, the living word, um, to, the disciples on the road to Emmaus, and they responded after Jesus was gone from them, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And that's what's happening for Lydia. The Lord opened her heart. So we see that Lydia is actually the first convert in Europe, and this church in Philippi that is, we're going to be talking about that in these next few verses would be actually the first church Paul would start that would begin in Europe. And it tells us after she was baptized and her household as well. So those people who worked with her, if, if she had family members, she urged them. She said to Paul and Silas and this t- traveling mini- ministry missionary group. If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord be faithful come to my house and stay and um we we pointed out this sentence right and she prevailed upon us Yeah
1: she's a businesswoman she mm-hmm. can prevail with her offer
0: Yeah and 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 again, her dealings in purple cloth provided, no doubt, her with a home large enough to house all of the missionaries in this group. And hospitality was a big part of culture in the Mediterranean world. It was something that was practiced. And so we see a head to heart here. God has often worked in and through women in the early church, and he continues all through church history this woman was a saleswoman. She used the abilities that that ha- had grown her business to persuade Paul and his ministry team to come to her large home. This is where the Church of Philippi began, in the house of a bu- businesswoman. You know, God wants to use you. He wants to use me, each of us with our gifts and abilities. Why? For his glory to build his church.
1: And remember, the church isn't a building. The church is the people of God who come together and seek after and follow after and study and listen to the teachings that Jesus has in the Bible. Well, this group of missionaries did. They stayed there in Philippi for a while. And then the story takes a really interesting turn in Acts 16, where we meet a slave girl who's possessed by a spirit. And this isn't the Holy Spirit. This is a a spirit that would be demonic. And and this spirit allowed her to predict the future. And you might say, well, how can that happen? I don't know. The text doesn't say, but she's able to some way predict aspects of the future. And because of this, she earned her masters much money for the owners. And and then it says, this girl began following Paul and the rest of us, shouting, these men are servants of the Most High God, which is true, and who they are telling you the way to be saved, which is true. (laughs) And she kept this up for many days. And Paul became very agitated and said to her, uh, in the power of the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And at that moment, the Spirit left her. And Paul was addressing the evil spirit. He gave the command, and that occurred. Paul was not about to let an evil spirit give testimony about the one true God. And this reminds me, even in Mark chapter 1, verses 24 to 25, this person that's demon-possessed says, you are the Holy One of God. And and Jesus says, no, be silent. He wouldn't let people that were demon-possessed to testify to hit who he was and what he had come to do. Well, her owners realize the source of income's gone and they seize Paul and Silas. They drag him into the marketplace, the agora, to face the authorities. And the magistrate orders Paul and Silas to be stripped and beaten with rods. And it says that they would write later, we were treated outrageously in Philippi. That's in 1st Thessalonians 2 2. They were severely thro- fogged flogged and thrown into prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully and in fact when the jailer received these strict orders he put them in not just a regular cell he put them in the innermost the most secure cell there was and not only did he put them in a cell he fastened their feet in stocks and paul and silas they were not going to escape this prison no way would he let them do this
0: yeah and when i you know i kind of think this is a very disheartening circumstance right paul and silas they're they believed that the holy spirit had led them here to europe that opened this door they were teaching this group of people in the home of lydia and yet here this circumstance happens and and not they weren't just reprimanded they they were beat severely they were thrown into prison and i think i would spend time feeling very sorry for myself. Also, um, you know, I mean, they were, they were hurt, they were bleeding, right? And so let's continue about midnight, Paul and Silas, What were they doing? They were praying. They were singing hymns to God. I mean, they've got wounds that are oozing blood. They are hurt. They are injured. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Reminds us of Ephesians 5, 19 and 20. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Sing, make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, suddenly there was a violent earthquake that shook the foundations of the prison. And all at once, those prison doors flew open and every prisoner's chains came loose. You know, I believe God heard their prayers. God heard their singing. And he was greatly pleased with their songs of worship and praise. And friends, God stepped in he sent a violent earthquake and it was directed specifically that the prison didn't crumble it shook the prison, the doors flew open, and all the chains were loose.
1: Yeah, this wasn't just a normal earthquake. This was very focused on releasing these prisoners, and God's saying, I, I'm the one that can release them. Well, the doors swing loose on the hinges, and the and the jailer assumed that the prisoners had all escaped. He pulls out his sword, and he's about to kill himself because he's not done his job, and he knows the authorities will do that for him, and he's just going to take him himself out, figuring he was as good as dead. But anyway, the, the prisoners stop him, and Paul stops him and says, don't do that. We are all still here. Nobody has run away. And the jailer grabbed a torch, and he ran into the inner prison cell, and then he said, sir, what do I have to do to be saved, to really live? And they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. What saves you is belief is faith. And a head to heart here is still the same thing. What must I do to be saved? Because most religions teach you must do good acts and live a good life, and hopefully it's good enough. But none of us have the ability to be good enough apart from salvation in Jesus Christ. We 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 can't please a holy and righteous God, but we when we turn to God in faith through Jesus Christ our savior, he can lead us to everlasting life.
0: Well, this jailer came face to face with the power of God that night, a horrible earthquake. It's one of those things where what does what's it going to take for you to believe in Jesus? Well, this earthquake shook this pris- this jailer thought he'd lost all of his prisoners. And as he came to Paul and Silas, what must I do? He was ready to hear the good news right there in the prison, in the middle of the night. Paul and Silas shared the word of the Lord, and the jailer showed great care and compassion for them. He washed their wounds. He gathered the members of his household, and they were baptized. What an amazing conversion that that was a night you would not forget. The jailer took them to his house and fed them a meal. He and his household rejoiced because they all believed in God.
1: And, and by the next morning, the city officials sent orders to, for them to be released. Okay, they've been punished let him go. But this takes an interesting twist again. Paul says, no, we're not going to go. I, I think I would have been out the door, Brenda, and just said, let's get out of here before something else bad happens. But Paul says, no, he he claimed his right as a Roman citizen. They'd they beaten him and imprisoned him without giving him a chance to defend himself. And the city officials were alarmed when they learned that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens. So the these city officials came to the jail, they apologized to him, and then they brought him out and they begged them to leave the city. Now they're the ones fearful that, that something bad could happen to him. And and you know this is so important. This church in Philippi, it's it's very important to Paul. He he's gonna write a wonderful letter, a pastoral epistle to them years after his first visit. But as they walk out of the jail, Paul and Silas went straight to Lydia's house. I, I find that interesting because, again, that's where the church in Europe started in, in a woman's house, a businesswoman, and and she had the gift of hospitality and used it. And her home was open for other believers to gather because she saw it as a, a good gift from God. And their friends now they come and they, they become believers in Jesus Christ. And at this point, Paul and Silas encourage them in their newfound faith, and then Paul and Silas depart from Philippi and continue their missionary journey.
0: And you know, this chapter in Acts, Acts sixteen, is the only time that we meet Lydia. Her life journey brought her from Thyatira to Philippi because of her business adventure. His her ventures, I should say, her business ventures. And we don't know all the details involved with that, but her life journey and her home and her gathering at the riverside became very important. God used that to plant the church at Philippi. Here, she sought a true relationship with God. You know, while on their journey, God led Paul and Silas to this group of women, and they shared the good news of Jesus Christ. And then the church in the city of Philippi grew when the jailer and his household believed in God and were saved. An important question for each of us to ask, what must I do to be saved? And the answer is in Acts sixteen thirty one: believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You know, life's journeys allow our paths to cross with many people. God directed the journey of Paul and Silas. Lydia and a group of women gathered for prayer by the river. Paul and Silas shared the gospel message. The church began in Europe, in Philippi, and the church continues today because God chooses. He chooses people who say, I will believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. And dear friends, until our next time together, it is our prayer that you will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will continue to walk with God. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America and outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library.